Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be how to weed out women who lie, deceive, and cheat. Well, I got two different emails I'm going to go through with you today. The first one is from a guy who is an admitted recovering nice guy. And so he got involved dating this particular woman. I think she's got several kids. She's young. She's like 22, 23, I think. She's got two or three kids. Supposedly, supposedly, she hadn't dated anybody for 18 months since she broke up with her toxic ex. So I think they hooked up the first night. Things moved very hot and heavy. But over the six weeks that he was interacting with this particular girl, he only saw her three times. And on the fourth date, she completely stood him up and he admits that he became because he's always had the problem of over pursuing he admits that he probably did that call too much texted too much still turned her off but still a lot of her behavior is pretty ratchet and her behavior is indicative of a woman who's got another guy she's involved with things aren't looking that good with them and when things aren't looking good with the other guy she's all over this dude he Obviously acts dopey whenever he gets together with her, which turns her off. She bounces back to the other guy. And so that's what it seems to be is what's really going on. Because what you're looking for in all all of your dating, your interactions, is you're looking for somebody who's easygoing, easy to get along with, and who has an attitude of, hell yeah, I'd love to see you. I'd love to go out with you. And as the weeks went by, this one became more and more difficult to pin down all she had was excuses why she couldn't make a date she finally tells him when she is available and then she stands him up and so it's pretty obvious that she had very little to probably no respect for this guy just because you could tell how she treats him and he's like goo goo gaga all dopey and you can tell he's thinking about her as potentially a woman he's going to have a serious relationship with and a lot of guys that have seen too many movies and TV shows that are written by beta males, they get carried away on their emotions and they act dopey and they act weak. And when they get involved with a woman that's really not making a reciprocal effort, they project their fantasy and they ignore the fact that she's just not making the same kind of effort. So the goal by going through these is to learn how to spot these behaviors early before you get too emotionally invested like this guy has because obviously he's pretty torn up because he hasn't talked to her i guess in a week or two she even removed him from social media after she broke the date off now there's some other things going on with her she's probably a little bit of a screwball fruit loop but that's beside the point and so the second email is an update to the guy whose email i answered a few weeks ago in the video newsletter titled my girlfriend's actions no longer match her words so again, we're dealing with a dishonest, devious woman, and I don't want to spoil the surprises, but there's some things that came up that illustrate what was really going on because both of these women, if because I've been doing this for so long, almost 20 years I've been doing this, and I, that incorporated my whole history of dating when I was still trying to figure this stuff out, and then you know, tens of thousands of times I've seen the same patterns over and over and over again and both the women in these emails that these two different guys are involved with are exhibiting behaviors that there's other guys in the picture and they're kind of being dishonest and deceptive about it and their words and actions just simply are not lining up despite the fact that the first guy 
still pursued too much. And with, you can tell he's just too soft. But a guy like that gets involved with a woman that's a, just not a good person, and he's going to get jacked around. He gets involved with a woman who is a good person. He's going to get a little further with her because she's going to appreciate the other things that he brings to the table. But we got to remember is the nice guy typically deep down don't think that they deserve to have what they want. And so we, when we're in that mindset, we're going to attract women. They're going to help us play that belief out about ourselves because we're going to act consistently with how we view ourselves to be. And it doesn't matter whether the view is accurate or not. So if deep down you don't think you are worthy of love or deserving of love, you'll attract women into your life who will make you feel that way. And that will feel natural because that's what you believe about yourself. The key is to recognize the flaky behavior and make sure they're kind of on probation and you're not too sure about them yet either. Unlike the first guy here who just he just got carried away on his emotions and went into la-la land and then he just got totally jacked around by this girl. So let's go through with the first guy's email. It says, Dear Coach Corey, I've been following you for two and a half years and I listen to videos daily and I've read and listened to 3% Man more than 10 times. It took a while, but I finally realized the girl who drove me to your work belongs to the streets. You've challenged me to get my physical condition dialed in, take charge of my finances, and secure election as the president of our local city council this past year. Well, congratulations, counselor. He says, I finally understand that I control my value as a man and my confidence has grown. Enter Jessica. I'm 43. She's 23. She's five foot tall, voluptuous, and gorgeous. The sexiest woman I've ever been with. You can already tell he's got her on a pedestal. We met online and had three amazing dates over six weeks. Well, the reality is if the connection is super strong, you're going to have more than three dates over six weeks. There's a really good chance she's on the dating app because something happened with somebody and she's on the rebound. That's what's really going on here. An hour into our first date, she put her hand on my knee and asked me to take her home. She tore my clothes off in the kitchen, and it was the best sex I've ever had. We were amazing together. Again, just dopey, la-la land, this kind of thing doesn't sound like it's ever happened to him. It's one thing to read the book 10 to 15 times, but if you're not practicing it, you're not going to get better. And then you encounter a woman like this that sends you into la-la lands, and you just completely fall apart. The next day, she told me she wanted to, quote, keep me around for sexual gratification. So you get something like, like, remember, this guy's in La La Land. So I don't know what the context of the conversation is, but that's a very unusual text to get from a girl that you just had great sex with the next day. So that's basically her saying, hey, I'm not looking for a relationship, but friends with benefits would be great. Typically, more than likely, she's running from something. Maybe the ex that broke her heart. Maybe there was a guy she was falling in love with and he dipped on her. So she goes in a dating app, finds this guy. He's the rebound dude. Now, it's not, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's going to happen a lot. All Every single guy watching this is going to encounter a woman that's kind of on the rebound. And it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. But it does mean you just cannot lose your shit and fall apart and start pedestalizing a girl right away just because it's the best sex she ever had. It's like it's one time, dude. He says she wasn't going to be seeing any other men but wasn't ready for all the emotions. I assume the emotions of a relationship. 
She continued to say, I that, tell him that he's the only guy that she's been with since leaving her controlling ex 18 months ago, and I was okay with that. Is that true or not? I don't know. If you just met somebody for the first time, it's pretty suspect. I mean, the fact that she tore his clothes off, maybe she just needed to bust a nut herself. He says, for the next six weeks, she told me she missed me, sent me unsolicited nudes, and banged my brains out. He said something else, but you know the censors I got to worry about. I reread 3% Man Between Dates. So six weeks and you're seeing her three times, and that includes the first date. So after the first date, you only saw her two additional times after that. So that tells me there's a lot of talking, a lot of texting on the phone, and almost no getting together, which is the opposite of what the book teaches. But it doesn't sound like you're following what's in the book. You just went into la-la land because you couldn't handle it. And it happens to a lot of dudes. I mean, we all know guys that got their act together, they're doing well in life, and then a pretty girl walks into the circle and they just completely fall apart. And it completes, completely go into beta male butler servant mode. Just like there was a guy I wrote about who was a sales manager at one of the television stations I used to used to deal with and one of the, the female anchors from the station who was cute, but her reputation, everybody called her the ice queen because she was pretty much an ice queen. She's just a bitch, not very nice. And her attitude was, I mean, her she had an outsized attitude for her looks. Her attitude did not match her level of hotness. But this guy considered, continues to go around the skybox at a baseball game and ask everybody if they got a, a sweater that they can let this girl borrow, just like a little servant. And if, you read, if you're one of those kinds of guys and you read my book 10 to 15 times, but you don't go out on any dates and then you have a date like this, or you don't date that many women, you just you completely lose it and revert back to the old behavior. But you can tell this guy's totally pedestalized. And look what he says next. She checked off all the boxes for me. Physically, personality, values. But I tried to play it cool. Dude, if you only went out on three dates in six weeks, and that includes your very first date, so I would assume that's in week one. So for the next five weeks, you only saw her twice. It's like, man, you're, you've, you're putting the cart way before the horse, dude. He says, she asked about living arrangements if things got serious and told me she was almost ready to introduce me to her three kids. Again, more than likely, these are conversations that probably took place over the phone and over text because she's just baiting him and dangling the carrot. And he's like a little puppy dog, little seal. She also told me she was afraid of getting hurt. She asked me how many other girls I was sleeping with, and I told her that a gentleman doesn't kiss and tell, but that she could put an end to that if she wanted. <laughs> you can be the leader of the relationship, honey. You could be the man, and I'll do whatever you tell me. That's basically what that communicates. She didn't ask me to be exclusive, and I didn't push it. Well, I mean, you, you had one date, and you had two subsequent dates. It's, you shouldn't be talking about that. Needy and secure men, or women, I should say, bring that stuff up. And he probably just did not handle it appropriately. But again, her behavior, something screwy is going on. It sounds like she's running from something. Or somebody dumped her or jacked her around, and then all of a sudden she's on the rebound. 
whenever things look good with the other guy, she's cold and distant. But, you know, as you'll see, it's like he, he had a hard time even setting dates with her. So that tells me he's talking and texting too much, which, which he admits to in the email. He says, because of her crazy family and past bad past relationships, she doesn't trust love. Oh, that's kind of a major red flag there. You don't just sweep that under the rug. So she's got a crazy family and bad past relationships. She doesn't trust love. So when you hear something like that, you say, well, to yourself, that's kind of not ideal, but I'll give you a chance. And if she's talking about being exclusive, just say, hey, we've only been out a couple of times. I like you. I'm just getting to know you. I'm not ready to tell you everything that's going on in my life. Or, I mean, we've been on like one date, two dates. I'm not ready to talk about exclusivity yet. That's just way too soon. I want to take things slow. I'm sure you got other guys you're dating or seeing or talking to. And it's just, let's just take take it easy. Let's take it slow. No rush. No hurry. <clears throat> he says, it got harder and harder to set a date with her. He says, I'm a recovering nice guy, so I was focused on not repeating my past needy behavior. Had I been texting too much? Had I been too available? Probably. So I tried to slowly pull back and not over-pursue, which it sounds like he already was. So you got him over-pursuing, doing the opposite of what's in the book. And on top of that, you got squirrely behavior from the girl. And so that's just a bad mixture of things. That's a bad combination to have. He says, when Jessica texted, I kept it short and sweet and said I was looking forward to seeing her again when she was available. But as I pulled back, I felt her pull back more. Jessica finally came up with a day that worked for our fourth date. And I was expecting her at my place for an adventure at 5 p.m. But she stood me up. Yeah, it just shows zero respect. She has zero respect for you, dude. And that could have happened after the first time you got back together or the second or third time that you got together. The bottom line is her interest went the opposite way. Despite despite or in spite of her being a Fruit Loop. Again, this is not normal behavior to, to sleep with a girl on the first date and then she's talking about exclusivity over the next six weeks even though you guys aren't seeing each other. So... There's obviously a disconnect in between what this guy was actually doing and what was going on with her and obviously what's in the book. When I read this email, this does not come across to me as an email of somebody that's read the book 10 to 15 times and practiced it relentlessly. It sounds like somebody that read the book 10 to 15 times and this is the first girl over the last two years he's even gone out with or practiced with. That's what it sounds like. He says, it was like being right back in the same nightmare all over again. I didn't sleep that night. She apologized the next day. So here's her apology. She apologized the next day detailing urgent, stressful things she had been dealing with. You have a date and you just don't even show up? I don't care what stress you're in. You don't do that to people, especially people you're told, oh, I'm about ready to let you meet my kids. She was dangling the carrot. Her actions were not the actions of a woman that was super interested in this guy it's just he looks like he was it looks like he was the rebound and she was just kind of going along with it and dangling the carrot and he was all dopey and projecting his high interest onto her and ignoring the fact that she was just jerking him around and blowing him off and wouldn't make dates with him so probably once he realized that 
he was doing all the calling, texting, and pursuing, and like he talked about earlier in the email, that he backed off, she backed off. Well, it sounds like he was doing most of the pursuing, and when he backed off, nothing changed in her behavior because she wasn't feeling it. She wasn't into it for whatever reason, whether it's another guy in the picture or he had turned her off or she's a Fruit Loop. I just, I just can't tell. She apologized for standing me up and for being distant. I told her that I wanted to be her escape from the stress. But that standing me up hurt me and that she shouldn't do it again. Jessica told me that she had never experienced our kind of physical and emotional chemistry before and asked me what I thought it meant. I told her that we had an amazing opportunity and that we should keep exploring and enjoying each other one day at a time. She loved that. She loved it so much that, what does she do next? Five days later, I noticed she had quietly removed me as a friend on Facebook. She said we had something powerful between us, but that her intuition was telling her not to trust it. And that since she wants to find a husband, she can't be friends with a man she's been intimate with. Huh? What? She wants to find a husband and she can't be friends with a man she's been intimate with. That, that just sounds like she's friend zoning this guy. And that she's already made up her mind that he's not a potential candidate for a husband. Oh, you can't be my husband because we already had sex once. What? Sounds like he just got way too dopey and turned her off. And on top of that, she's probably a Fruit Loop that belongs to the streets anyway. So it was doomed either way. I told her that I still wanted to see her, but that I would respect her decision and that she should let me know if she changes her mind. She replied with a heart emoji. And that was the last I heard from her a week ago. I'm a well I'm a well practiced in no contact, so I'm letting go. I avoided some of my worst old needy behaviors, but I was still looking for validation. Did I miss the mark when she asked me about other women? Do you think sleeping with other women caused her concern? Dude, I don't think she'd give a damn about you at all. You saw this chick three times in six weeks. And as you said, you were always available. You were on the phone too much. So what that tells me, there's some other guy in the picture. And maybe it's the ex that she was with, the toxic ex that she supposedly got away from. It's it's like whatever. You know, when you, you hear women talk about how they hate their ex-boyfriends and they're so horrible and they're never going to get together with them again. And then they go right back to the same douchebag and make all kinds of excuses. And then the story changes like, yeah, whatever. It's all based on emotions for, for women. There's no logic. There's no thinking involved. And they will BS themselves into whatever kind of story they need to. to just Because remember, we make our decisions based on emotions, and then we use logic and reason to justify that. So at the end of the day, if, we, if we're going to take a step back and just look at our actions as a whole, this guy was basically a rebound for her. There's somebody else that's really got her heart and her soul. And when the only time she reached out was when she was looking for attention and validation that she could still bounce back to this guy. And that's why he never got together with her because there's some other dude there. So whatever she told him, it was, it was like partially the truth. He says, I'd like another shot. Well, no, dude, she should be earning another shot with you. Her behavior should have turned you off completely. She stood you up. Doc Love's rule, the late great Doc Love would have said one chance per woman per lifetime. She stands you up, 
she's done. That's it. She's out, too much of a flake, unreliable, disrespected you. You don't give women like that another chance. And I understand why he had that rule. If you take that rule and you apply it to a woman like this, you just don't, you don't give her another chance. Because typically, because again, even if she does come back, what happens? The, the ex is probably still in the picture and she's more emotionally bonded with him than she is with you. So it's like, I, I wouldn't even waste my time with this girl. She stands you up like that. That's pretty brutal. But at the end of the day, her actions are the actions of a woman that's got another guy around and you were just her rebound. And you were thinking, oh, this is going to be my future wife. And all that crap about, oh, my future, I can't marry somebody I've been in, you know, intimate with. They're like, what? Like, that makes no sense. He says, but I'm grateful for the experience. The old me would be mourning a loss, but now I can appreciate the love I enjoyed. Dude, there was no love there. You hooked up with this girl three times. It's like, get, get the girl down off her pedestal, man. Have some self-respect. Maybe the cat will come back. I know you don't pull punches, coach, so give it to me hard. I'm ready for more training. Well, I hope you enjoy the tongue, tongue lashing because you deserved it. you got to have other choices, other options, and you've got to read the book and actually go out and apply it if you want to get better. You can't just wait till a girl comes along that you like and then go, woo, in the la-la land and then completely ignore the fact that this woman's words and actions don't match. Let's go through the second email. So this one is an update from a guy whose email answered a few weeks ago. And uh, my girlfriend's actions no longer match her words. So he says, hey, coach, I'm writing with an update on that video. First off, I want to thank you for everything you do. Your methods definitely weed out the bad grapes. I ended it shortly after you got my email because she was still acting flaky and tried to flake out on plans that we had. If a woman's trying to flake out on plans, it just means she doesn't want to see you. She doesn't want to spend time with you. That's the important thing. Women vote with their feet. If they're with you, they voted for you. And if they're not, it means they didn't. So like, especially the first emailer, it's like, doesn't matter all the BS she said. The bottom line is she was never physically ever around that guy, except two additional times after that first date. I had a gut feeling that she was seeing her ex, even though she denied it profusely. Spidey sense is tingling and it's usually pretty accurate. As I mentioned in my previous email that my ex was being shady and I was wondering if she was losing interest in me or if she just belonged to the streets. I also mentioned as one of her red flags that she still had minimal contact, her words, with an ex. But I had my suspicions even after she swore up and down that he was a psycho. <laughs> And they never had sex anyways, and she would never get back with him. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that before. He's a psycho. He's a tall psycho. I'd never be with him again. His meds, it's ah. Whatever. Whatever. For emotional buttons get pushed, all that shit goes out the window. She also said, I was always overthinking. Oh, it's just in your mind. <laughs> Ignore that spidey sense. The ex is gone. Totally. One thing I didn't mention is that I was taking a shower at her place about a month ago and there were hairs that looked a lot like his in the shower, but she said her dog sitters showered in that shower, so they were probably theirs. I knew better, but I gave her the benefit of the doubt. He says, Welp, 
I made a road trip and made a detour to pass by our house due to a gut feeling that they were together. And sure enough, he was there. I took a photo of his truck in her driveway and sent it to her with a quote saying, the quote, the quote is, the crazy part about overthinking is when you were right the whole time and then blocked her on every channel possible. Nice. He says, it may be petty, but she belongs to the streets. And as long as she knows that someone out there knows that, that's all the payback I need for her lying to me for our entire relationship. Yeah, revenge is a dish best served cold, especially when you got people you love, people you know that are close to you, and you see them doing stupid things. They get involved with women like this. You got women that you know that constantly give douchebags another chance, even though they don't deserve it. And then just you listen to them jump through their butt and rationalize these decisions like whatever. Oh, it's love. You got to give love a chance. It's just so important. She has the face and body of an angel, but she's a devil in disguise. That is the truth. Don't let the pretty package blind you to reality. There's a lot of really hot girls out there that are really messed up and bad, bad people to get involved with. I'm looking forward to trusting my gut and vetting the bad grapes out as soon as possible thanks to everything you preach. Thanks for saving me months, if not years, of anxiety and stress trying to save someone that can't be saved. Yes, it's always good to retire Captain Save-A-Hoe from your life. You can take the Captain Save-A-Hoe cape and outfit from your wardrobe, throw it in a bonfire in the backyard and burn it and sip a nice glass of whiskey as you watch the embers float along with that past into the atmosphere and out of your life forever. So if you got a question or a challenge and you'd like to get my help, go to understandingrelationships.com, click the products tab at the top of your screen and book a coaching session with yours truly. Until next time, I will talk to you soon.